Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. It's the best thing. You're playing against the best in the world. And, and when you're playing against them, not many people think you can win. So that's the opportunity for us. Can we put the Kiwis under pressure on Saturday? Yes. And a lot of pressure. And maybe they're going to get a bit of a surprise. Because, yeah, you can see the way you're sitting here. You think, what is this bloke talking about? How can that Australian team take on New Zealand? You know, we've been fantastic the first two games. And you have been, mate. So you've been really fantastic. So you haven't changed. You're still, you're still fans with keyboards, right? So nothing's <laughs> changed. So we're ready to go, mate, and we'll see what happens. Imagine tomorrow, or oh, Saturday night, 85,000 people, their biggest rugby crowd since 2007. And they've come to watch you know, two teams that have got good respect for each other, but you know, at the same time, they, they dislike each other. You know, and there's nothing better than winning against New Zealand because you feel the country sinking, right? It's not just rugby sinks, the country sinks. You know, the whole economy goes down. The, like, the Prime Minister's there with his fingers crossed hoping the All Blacks win because he knows the economy's going to drop if they lose. And so we can have that effect and at the same time then the Australian kids want to play rugby again because at the moment too many of them want to play AFL. As far as entertaining press conferences go, that has to be right up there. That was Eddie Jones uh, back again as coach of the Wallabies. Great for the game, I reckon. Great to have him back. But he's got his work cut out tomorrow night at the MCG where the Bledisloe Cup roars into life. The Wallabies back up against the mighty All Blacks at the G. Maybe 85,000 there, as Eddie suggested. Uh, This man's played in a few. He's a great of the game. Tim Oren is with us. G'day, Tim. Thanks for your time this morning. Yeah, interesting chat, wasn't it, from Eddie? It's uh, he's poking the bear. He's got the red <laughs> red flag out there for the bull. But yeah, he does that. Eddie he sort of deflects from his team a fair bit and tries to take a bit of heat off his team. You know, a couple of days out from a, a very big match. Of course, as you mentioned, over eighty five thousand people at the at the G, and um, it'll be uh, be fantastic. Does he need to change the narrative, Eddie Jones, Tim? Um, well, as a player, if, if I'm Eddie's player, like I. Oh, Eddie's confident, but uh, as players, they're not that far off. Like it does look like they're probably a fair way off, and hopefully, hopefully the play. He's got a lot of players coming back, Eddie, and he knows that now. So he's had a couple of players back from injury, like long-term injuries, like um, Quade Cooper, Samu Karevi. They've been out for twelve months. This is about their third game back. Um, when you look at Taniella Tupo on the bench, he's been out for nine months. Um, so um, there's a lot of players coming back into this Wallaby side, second game, third game after 12 months of injury. So he's reasonably, he's quietly confident, Eddie, but I tell you what, he um, he wears his heart on his chest, doesn't he, uh, and wants this to happen. He's great. He's great for the sport. And I think we'll get to this a bit later, but the sport definitely needs him and, and they need his comments and they need his colour and his, his vibrancy. What task lies ahead of the Wallabies tomorrow night at the G team? Well, I think for the Wallabies, they've got to um, try and somehow slow the the all-black momentum down. Uh, I watched the game two weeks ago, the all-blacks and the Springboks, and if anyone saw that game, it was probably the best 25 minutes and the fastest 25 minutes I've seen 
from the All Blacks in the last five years. They were superb. They played at pace. They ran the Springboks around. So they'll be looking to do the exact same thing to the Wallabies and try and put pressure on their defence. And for the Wallabies, you've got to be careful how much ball you kick back to the All Blacks. Um, you've got to have a balanced game plan and kick a little bit of ball. But if you kick too much ball back to Bowden, Barrett, Will Jordan, the back three of the All Blacks, they're, just, they're going to kill you. They're so hard to beat. And, um, but I think for the Wallabies, um, the bigger side, bigger forward pack. So hopefully they can bend the defensive line a little bit for the All Blacks and give players like Tate McDermott, who's starting at nine, and Carter Gordon, that new 9-10 combination, you know, younger players. So going back historically, I mentioned off the top, so the Aussies haven't, Wallabies haven't won a, a Bledisloe Cup since 2002. And I'm sure it's a hard question to answer because every, every year would be different, even subtly. Why have the run of results been so heavily in New Zealand's favour for, for so long? Well, I think they've just had so much momentum and the players in that sort of year in the last 20 years, you look at... Um, you know, Richie McCaw, you look mm. at Dan Carter, all those type of players. And then Dan Carter retires and you've got Richie Mwanga, um, who's one of the best tens in the world at the moment. So that's the challenge is that they just keep turning out players after player and, and world-class players. So I think with the Wallabies, we're not far off where we want to be. I think, you know, you've got two matches now against the All Blacks this weekend, of course, MCG, and then in Dunedin, a closed stadium in Dunedin next Saturday. Then you have a break for a couple of weeks and go and play France um, mm. in Paris a couple of weeks before the World Cup. So I think what Eddie Jones is looking at, he's going, well, okay, I've got three test matches left. My big goal is to be decent at the Rugby World Cup. He's trying to find who his best 30-odd players are. So uh, it's our last home game, final home game, obviously, as you say, before the Rugby World Cup in France later on um, in in the year. Well, he mentioned that... the. What's the state of the game at the moment, do you think, Tim, if we look broadly? Like he mentioned AFL. That actually surprised me that the players would not be choosing to play, uh, you know, rugby because they're playing AFL. I'm not sure if that was a throwaway line or it's actually happening. But how would you describe the the health of the game in this country at the moment? Yeah, it it could be better, but it's not too bad. It's not as bad as what sort of some people are saying. Like junior rugby is really strong. Uh, But you you need the Wallabies to win matches in the gold jersey for boys and girls to look up and go, well, I want to play a bit of rugby, take me to a rugby club, sign me up. So obviously with the broadcast rights for AFL and NRL, they have so much funding for schools programs, for development offices to go to schools, give them a, give them a rugby ball, give them a, an AFL ball. So that's the challenge we have. But for us, we need the Wallabies to be winning test matches on free-to-air TV, on Channel 9 Saturday night, Stan Sports Saturday night, for kids to go, wow, I want to try and play a game of rugby. Yeah, so just in regards to Eddie coming back, so the second coming of Eddie Jones, he resumed uh, duties at the start of the year. I think he's zipping to just on the pitch in regards to him coming back. Like, yep. how much work is still ahead of him? Have you noticed changes since he, he got back, you know, on the pitch with the Wallabies? Yeah, noticed changes in the in the fitness level. I mean, Dave Rennie, the uh, former Wallaby coach, did a very good job, left a great foundation for Eddie to come to. and. I think what Eddie's got, he's got a, um, a, a got players who are mid twenties, so they're sort of starting to hit their peak. And yeah. you know, I've really noticed a big um, change in their attitude, what they want to do, and also what they want to show the the sporting public in Australia. That like, if you don't win on Saturday night, um, which I think the Wallabies be tough, be a wouldn't be a miracle if they win, but it'd be a it's a it's a tough ask. Um, but if if all the fans see the Wallabies, if they're competitive and lose by five or ten, and then Fans go, well, I can't, I'm still with you. So that's what Eddie Jones has to somehow bring. So uh, 
what does the next generation of Wallaby look like? So some of those young guys, I mean, are we in good hands there? I know I read a lot of stories around guys like Carter Gordon and the like. I mean, are these the next, you know, superstars of the game here? Yeah, well, not superstars yet, but they could be. Um, you know, we use the word great a lot, but I think these are yeah. solid players that can come through. And our Australian under-20s team has just been away in South Africa, and um, they beat the All Blacks over there. I think they finished maybe fourth or fifth in that competition um, globally. So we've got good young players coming through. We need to, probably for us, we need to hold. We have some really good players at schoolboy level. And then a lot of those players either go to AFL, go to basketball, go to rugby league and are already contracted in grade 11 or 12. So the challenge for us is to keep those kids in rugby for a couple of years out of school to then you know grow them going forward. Yeah, and the All Blacks, I know, I think their coach Ian Foster was under his own sort of pressure, wasn't he? But uh, it'd be pretty high bar as coach of the All Blacks. But uh, I think they recently, they beat Argentina and South Africa. So they've made a good start to the year as well. Yeah, they have. They're going to be very hard to beat. Artie Savia, who will captain the All Blacks, uh, him and Aaron Smith will lead the Harker, you know, 85,000 people. I'd say there's probably 40,000 Kiwis will be there um, <laughs> at the MCG on Saturday night, um, and they'll be doing the Harker with them. And it's great for the you know the public, the sporting public in Melbourne to be able to see the Harker. Um, as yeah. I said, last year was here at Marvel Stadium. We just lost that match. Um, pretty ordinary refereeing decision at the end of the game, which robbed the Wallabies. And but the MCG, we've played three matches there against the All Blacks, uh, one, two of them. So maybe that helps us out. Who knows? It's a fortress. We'll claim it as a fortress anyway, Tim. Uh, you can watch the Wallabies take on the All Blacks game one of the Bledisloe Cup. It's tomorrow night from 7 o'clock. It's ad-free, it's live, and it's in 4K on the home of Rugby Stand Sport. Really appreciate your time as always, Tim. Chat, mate. There's Tim Horan there. He'll be in action uh, tomorrow night at the G.